Welcome back, Season 3, Episode 9. Today, we're going to get into the Masters and UFC 287. Let's get it. And we're back. We're back. Another one. Another one. We, you know, last week we didn't do that. We didn't? We, we said, said, no, we jumped straight to like, uh, I was listening back to it. It said something about, we were like, oh, took a little, took another break or something. I was like, we've been doing that a lot. I think we're, uh, we, we just jumped the gun. Yeah, we were excited. Yeah. I'm excited today. I'm very excited. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, we got the Masters currently the Masters. on, watching it, recording we just it finished. Thursday, yeah. April 6th. Right now it's 5.15 p.m. Eastern Standard, Eastern Standard Time. Time. We put out a post earlier on who we thought our winners will be. Yeah. And we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. But first, we had something happen on Monday night. We did. And Sunday night. We yeah. had the men's national championship, college basketball, and the women's national championship in college basketball on Sunday, Monday night. Uh, how'd our predictions go? They were bad. So, oh wait, what do you mean? You mean just for those individual game, like the individual game? So we, we I last, said pod, State, last, the last pod we did, we were, we were still the final four. So correct. FAU lost on a buzzer beater. San Diego State. No, won. no, no. We had the Natty matchup for our last pod. We, no, we did didn't. a pod on April first. That was before April. That was a Friday. Was it? No, that was a Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So that was the day of the, the game. Day of the night. games. Yeah. Okay. So. I picked FAU to win, and it looked like they were going to win. They had Until it. they had a hell of a buzzer beater by San, San Diego State. It was so, a great shot. Very good shot. Great awesome shot. shot. Uh, I almost stepped up. It was like half, literally half like, I mean, you could barely, that might barely be generous. See, you could barely see the shoe, the wood, and then the paint. Yeah, that half inch might be generous. Uh, and then UConn destroys Miami. So That was very bad. We, we got the over-under wrongs on both games. You got San Diego State winning, and then you got UConn. I got UConn spread. You still got right because you said UConn oh, yeah, money, we took line, a money line, but, but uh, I got the UConn spread right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think well, we kind of said it like UConn's probably going to win, but right. we're just not going to roll with a favorite. And uh, they did. They won easily. What they win by sixteen points or something? Mm, like, Seventy-six. No, no, 13, 13, oh, 72, 17. 59? No, I thought it was 72 to 59. I think it was 76 59. That might have been the Miami game. Miami game. Which one was? I think Miami was 72 59. It might have been. Let me, let they me held up. basically everyone under like 69 points throughout the quick. whole tournament. Let me look it up real quick. That was one of the most dominant defensive runs we've seen in the tournament yep. in a while. So UConn Miami was 72 59. UConn San Diego State was 76 59. They just wanted to hold everyone to 59. Yeah, I'd rather have been 69. <laughs> if they scored 60, then UConn would have lost in their own way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, makes sense, right? But dominant run. I mean, when was the last time we saw a run that easy? What was their closest game? Closest game was 13, yeah, 13. This was, dude, listen to this. Defensively, they played uh, first round Iona, beat them by 24, gave up 63. Mm-hmm. Second round played St. Mary's, beat them by 15, gave up 55. Okay. That also was the lowest amount of points they scored in the tournament was 70. Okay. Third round, or Sweet 16 really at this point, they played Arkansas, who just beat number one seed Kansas, beat them by 23, gave up 65. Okay. Elite Eight played Gonzaga, who most people were betting on to win the whole thing. Destroyed them. Yeah. 
They beat them 82-54. They almost beat them by 30. 28. In the Elite Eight. And then, like we just talked about, 13-point win in the Final Four, only give up 59. 17-point win in the National Championship, only give up 59. That's pretty hot. And the, you know what's crazy? is They, they were a, a trendy pick. Like I know a couple people that were big on UConn going into the tournament. But did you, what did you hear about UConn throughout the year? Never. Never. Nothing. No. Nothing. Got hot. And is, 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 that, is that a knock on Big East basketball? Because can you name me a biggest Big East team this year that you heard about? Uh, Maybe Marquette played well at times. They got up to, like, rank number six. That was Villanova this year. They were not good. Like an eight or a nine scene. Uh, Were they? I think. I have no idea. But Villanova ended up – I don't know what their uh, record ended up being, but I know it wasn't good. They were in the tournament, though, weren't they? They were definitely in the tournament. Villanova ended up – no, they weren't in the tournament, I don't think. They weren't? No. I feel like I remember that. No, Villanova played in the NIT, lost the first round. There you go. To Liberty. They were good. They finished up at 17-17. and 17. Solid record. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, no. I mean, really. You go back and look at the Big East standings. Uh, Marquette finished atop the standings with a conference record of 17-3. and three. Xavier following them. Creighton and UConn right after that. I mean, you didn't hear much about that conference this year. And they had a lot of good teams and a lot of teams that made the tournament. You know, I thought the Big East just uh, wasn't a conference anymore. Mm, they aren't in, in um, Well, they are. They are in football. Is it a different name? No, it's the Big East. Big East is still a conference? Yeah, in football. I thought they merged and became like the American Athletic Conference or something. Is that right? I have no idea. They did, there is an American Athletic Conference. Yeah, but it doesn't, that includes like Memphis and them. There's right? a, is there a Big East? I didn't think there was a Big East in football anymore. Because that didn't that what's Cincinnati? Cincinnati was in the Big East, were they not? Yeah, and so was UConn. So what, UConn has a football team, believe it or not. So what? But I don't think they're big. I think you're right. I don't think they're. What I don't think those are schools are Big East in football. I don't know. You said American, right? It would be American. I think the AAC. No. Just look up uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, it's got to be American. Uh, American Athletic Conference, Cincinnati. Yeah, that was one Tulane, UCF. So they merged because not all those Big East basketball teams had football teams. Right. So they kept it. Like Big UConn East does, though, and what are they? Like UConn football, where where are they at? Are they they're in the AAC, right? No, they're not. I just checked. UConn football. Independent. Huh. How about so that? So they join Air Force and Notre Dame. And there's a lot more actually because they're searching for conferences well, not even now. Air Force is Mountain West, aren't they? Uh, yeah. So but the Army, Navy. Because of because of uh, uh, Navy's in a conference, aren't they? Navy's in the American. Are they? Yeah, Navy's in the American. The current independents right now are Notre Dame, Liberty, BYU, New Mexico State, Army, Connecticut, UMass. Got to find a spot for them. Yeah, it's getting a lot out of hand with these independents. Really, for Notre Join Dame? Join a conference, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a big one because they typically have a good football team, and it hurts them in the later half yeah. of the year. Yeah. Getting a little off topic, though. Yeah, but completely off topic. Congrats, UConn, winning the men's national championship. And LSU defeats Iowa. Iowa tried to make it a game towards the end, but LSU would kind of – They kind pretty of much whooped them, to be honest with you. The entire time. I mean, it just seems like Iowa, all they have is Caitlin Clark. If Caitlin Clark they didn't did. make it – They would have never beat Carolina. No. And Carolina probably would have beat LSU. 
Because they, they thumped them. they play them twice and they beat they them by like 20 them, plus? They just played them once, I think. But they thumped them. Yeah, and they, they beat them by like 20 plus, didn't they? But that was at Carolina. That was LSU's first taste of a big game. They just now became a good program with new coach Kim Mulkey. She was the one that used to be so good over at Baylor. And LSU got hot. They got hot. They got hot. They got hot. You know, uh, shout out also, before we forget, to our ESPN Bracket Tournament Challenge winner. Username was Rakija. Only person to pick the national champion correctly. Shout out Rakija. Uh, went by Radomir Pavasovich. Hope I didn't butcher that. I'm going give to give it a go there. But $100 to the big man for the winner there. So congrats on that. Congrats to UConn. And here's, here's something else. Here's something else. Congrats to LSU. Congrats to LSU. Very, very, uh, what's the word I'm going to use here? I'm going to go proud father. Very disappointed. You say proud father? I said I'm going to go proud father for the <laughs> for the mood I was in. So Or not proud father, disappointed father. Disappointed father. <laughs> so father, father mode is what I was shooting for there. I'm going to go very disappointed in the LSU Tigers for the way uh, they basically handled winning for the first time. And you can tell a lot. You can tell a lot about whether or not a program's been there before. Definitely. And, and you could tell they, tell had, never they had never been there. Never. And they handled it with absolute um, a lack of class. It was pure trash. Caitlin Clark is probably the best thing that's happened to women's basketball, um, maybe ever, in the college game. So she's up there. Maybe ever in the college game. Uh, I'm gonna five. go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say number one. Definitely. Maybe. Five. Maybe. Maybe Candace Parker. Candace, Candace Parker, Parker, Pat Summit. Uh, you could argue Brianna Stewart for the UConn teams. Maya Moore. Whenever, you know, they, Maya Moore, absolutely. Brittany Griner. Mm, not so much. Not going to give her credit for nothing. 103-game win streak was pretty big for UConn when they won four straight 90s. Brianna Stewart was there. That was incredible. Either, regardless, point being, Caitlin Clark elevated. This was the most watched women's national championship in college basketball history. That's impressive. 9.9 million people watched that game. It was because of one person. It was because of one person. They want to and see how much points Caitlin Clark would drop. Exactly. She's the Steph exactly. Curry of women's basketball. 100%. And, and the fact that she – and you know, trash talk's cool. I'm cool with trash talk. Let it fly. I like it. No doubt. It's, it's all good. But but it was it was a level of disrespect. And then, um, you know, after the game, when it became uh, – it was more about her saying that people – Angel Reese, the, the best player for LSU, people were calling her ghetto – and all this stuff, you were acting ghetto. No. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, if you were acting with some class, then they'd probably say you handled it like a champion. Caitlin Clark lost the game and still got more headlines because of how she handled the adversity afterwards. Yeah. Deserves everything she got. Um, did you see where Jill Biden, first lady, invited both teams because of how great of a season Iowa had? You know, the winners are supposed to go. I don't like it. Only the, only the winners. losers. Exactly. Only the winners go. But, Lord, LSU had a fit. They said they're not going now, and they're going to go hang out with Michelle and Barack Obama. What? I promise. They they declined the White House invitation, and they're going to go hang out with the Obamas. That was the exact words of Angel Reese, LSU's best player. What is happening? What is wrong with the world? So, after the most watched national championship in women's college basketball history, it's basically been a mockery since. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan, but... uh. I like I like UConn's run a little more than LSU's. Oh, absolutely. UConn, I'm, I'm okay. I have nothing bad to say about UConn's run. If anyone want to talk talk crap, it should be UConn because they dominated everyone. They dominated everyone. It wasn't close. It wasn't close. 
But Dan Hurley, really great coach. Oh, one more thing about LSU. I got a big knock on him. Big knock on him. We got to coaching. Kim Mulkey, really great coach. Going to go down as one of the best women's college basketball coaches ever. Just her on the, being on the court and stuff? Yeah. Physically touching referees. And all the texts they're throwing on Caitlin Clark. And Unbelievable. Nothing's, nothing's thrown Unbelievable. on LSU at all. Unbelievable. And it's, it's because of the the narrative that surrounded the game. Right. No. It, it, was a, it was a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, a, big, a big Iowa Hawkeye. Or, you know, there's like they've never been there doing their thing. Like coach you never heard of, players you never heard of other than Caitlin Clark. And they almost felt like they got pushed around a bit by the referees. You know, they kind of made a statement, you know, made a, made a point out of them. And then LSU, who was already pointing fingers at everyone for calling them ghetto, for calling them street fighters, bar fighters. You saw a lot of that stuff with the uh, South Carolina women's basketball team, too. Uh, their coach came in afterwards and said, we're not bar fighters, we're not street fighters. Because that was the narrative surrounding those two teams because of how they played basketball. And uh, that level of physicality, to me, is fine. I don't see an issue with it. Oh. I didn't like the stop calling us all these names, though. I mean, it is what it is. You can play bully ball, we're going to call you bully. I'm going to be honest, I've never heard any of that because uh, until the Final Four, no one watched it. Yeah, 100%. And I'm talking about in the Final Four, yeah. you know, as it was going on. But the, the physical altercation, I mean, we literally have a coach on the court touching a referee screaming and whining to get her way, not getting a tech. And we're going to call a tech on Caitlin Clark for bouncing a basketball behind her back? Hey, man, that's, it, she just took it too far. I mean, you can't, you can't bounce. You can't, you can't throw, bounce a ball. I mean, the big, the big deal was, though, she threw it behind her back. That's unbelievable. The ball can bounce, but if it's thrown behind your back, that's a tech automatic. Completely illegal. Yeah. Dude, I don't see why they don't start having, like, refs interview after the game. They're like, I need you to explain this call, exactly what you saw, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's my thing, and I've said it forever, I've said it forever, I'm going to say it forever, I'm going to say it forever until the day I die. Referees in every sport, judges in UFC, umpires in baseball, refs in basketball and football, everybody, everybody in a professional sport should be held accountable with their character the way they hold the athletes. No. You get suspensions if you act, if you act out like that. You get fines. You know what I'm saying? we got to hold these people accountable. We're missing too many calls. We're ruining too many games. I feel we're going like to ruin sports. Been. Haven't they been suspending slash or fining in the NBA for some refs for some bad calls? I think I've seen that um, in the past year or two. I don't know. I'll tell you this. I'm pretty sure I have seen that. Maybe. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I don't know I don't about know. suspensions, but I think fines. Or I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The Los Angeles Lakers are plus, what, 400 in free throw differential on the year? Yeah. Well, the and the next, next closest, closest team's like plus 200 or something? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like some refs got some money on the Lakers. Or 100%. 100%. Might need and, to check the little uh, gambling stuff going on with and, the, and, the and refs. And there's again. just no there's no explanation for something like that. So Not when it's just that big of a gap. Right, right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like how you got 200 extra calls on the next closest team. Yeah. So NBA, you might want to look into your refs because you might be having another scandal going on. Oh, I'm sure they do. Probably. I'm sure they do. As long as those people got away with it the first time and all the money they made – they basically walked away after all that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they do. End of the day, though, congratulations, LSU Tigers, for winning yes. the Women's National Championship, and congratulations to the UConn Huskies 100%. for their dominant run and winning the Men's National Championship. So another basketball season gone, another, I guess, first year of the Sub-Zero Sports Tournament Bracket Challenge. There you go. Uh, 
congratulations to everyone for beating us because I think Austin finished second to last, and I was right there. It was a bad showing. So we're going to try a new strategy next year and just uh, – I'm going to flip like a heads or tails, and I'll just choose the top or bottom team. Bingo. That'll probably do better. Yep. This year was weird, dude. There's so many upsets. It was bad. I, everyone, was literally everyone bad. did bad. It was just, did you like possibly pick anyone right in the Final Four? Yeah. And that's what ended up right. happening. The winner yeah. the winner chose 100%. the Natty, natty right. So that's all it comes down to. Congratulations to him. And uh, like I said, another basketball season gone here in college basketball. So Well, guess what? We're moving on. It's Masters Week, baby. Best golf weekend. In, of the year, hundred percent, not even close. It's not. It's not Augusta. The it's Masters. Thursday at Augusta, and Tiger's playing. Tiger Woods is playing. We got a few in the clubhouse at seven under. So we saw Austin picked Colin Morikawa. Yep, what Morikawa. Did he finish at? Two. Is He's he still, still playing? playing. He's still playing. What's I he at? saw he was at two under, I believe. Is that two under? And I chose Kepka. So we're up there right now. We're tied for first. We got Rom at seven under with a double bogey start with a four putt. Unbelievable. He had a 40-footer, ran it by like six feet, misses that, puts it four or five feet by, misses that, coming back. So four putts first hole, doubles, goes on to shoot nine under through the last 17 holes. So great way to keep his composure there, really. Yeah, because you couldn't have really started worse. And really on the second hole, he puts on the green for eagle and misses that putt. He puts it four four or five feet by. It's like, how nervous are you on that one after four putt in the first? Right. What if you follow that up with a three putt par? Yeah. So made that and uh, just went on a run. Went nine under through the last 17, played very well. Hovland didn't bogey all day. Made seven birdies, I believe. I don't think he, did he eagle? Uh, Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think Hovland eagled. You checking that real quick? I'm checking it. He did. He eagled two. Eagled two. Okay, so. Had one eagle and five birdies, finished seven under. Scrambled very well today. How about that putt from Jason Day we just saw? Was that a birdie? We're watching live as we're recording here. We got Jason Day up to five under, You want to see it? You check it out on the story. I put a little Sub-Zero story up, show that we're watching the Masters while we're recording here. So if if the feel of it feels a little off, we are currently watching the Masters while we're trying to talk and discuss all this stuff going on as well. But Scheffler looks like he just tapped in a par to get 300 through 14. So we, we got... A lot of big names up here at the top. We got Ron, a lot of we big got Hovland, we got Kepka, we got Jason Day, we got Cameron Young. Scotty's right there. Yeah. Uh, who else is right at the top? Uh, did you say Shoffley? Shoffley's, Shoffley's up there. there. Yeah. Listen to this. We got the amateur champ up there too. Sam Bennett. Yeah. I don't know where. He slowed down. He was Spieth, four Spieth under. is to four under. Scheffler's at three. Ben, Thomas finished at two. Was four under through seven. He's kind of gone on a little par streak lately. Yeah, he has. But hey, still he's very under, different. Four under through thirteen. I mean, Cam, we got Cam Young in the clubhouse at five under. Some really good names. And not only really good names, but some low numbers, you know? Well, they need to get it low because uh, the weather is about, the to, weather's about to make it the worst. not low. Not Friday low. and Saturday is going to be very difficult conditions. Oh, here's one for you. Uh, we did a, we did a, the pick them on the group, you know, where you, where you picked your team for the Masters. Mm-hmm. What did you choose for the winning score? I said 1,200. 1,200? I said 14. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, obviously, they're at 700 today, but the conditions are going to get very tough for Saturday and, or Friday oh, and Saturday. Goodness. So Maybe you, Sunday. You might think it might be hard just getting red numbers over the next two days. Yeah, it, it probably so will I think, be. Uh, I Tomorrow think, will, really will be. I think low teens is going to be it. Burns just missed a very short birdie putt on 12. He's kind of wow. slowed down. He was four or five under through eight holes, and now yeah, he's four he under through, through 13. So, uh, Tiger Our Woods. are in there. Tiger Woods. He's, uh, he's not what he's, he's playing. He's playing. I think I think that's a win for itself. It is. Can 100%. Tiger, can he, one, can he play? Two, can he make the cut? Three, can he can he play solid for four rounds? Yeah. 
He did that at Riviera. He made the cut. He had some good rounds, some bad rounds, but he made the cut. I think, honestly, at this point in his career with how his leg is, if Tiger can just make the putt, make the putt, make the cut. Make the putt and make the cut. You make the putt, you make the cut. He didn't make very many putts today. Hey, if you, if you make the putt, you make the cut. But honestly, I mean, it's a win. If he makes the putt, I said it again. If he makes the cut, <laughs> it's a win. So, he, he, what he shot, two over today. And he started looking better on those last few holes. He birdied he 15. Birdie, birdie back he birdied 16. 17 looked good. He missed a, a birdie putt. And then 18 hits a good drive, but kind of gets screwed. He has to stand in the bunker, and then he punches it up there in the bunker and ends up making a bogey, finishes that two over. But I kind of like the finish from him. I feel yeah. like he could definitely build momentum off that. 100%. But the big question is he'll be starting late tomorrow. Yeah. Will they be able to play 18 tomorrow? If he can't, or if they can't, and he does make the cut, <clears throat> how's he going to do having to play more than 18 holes on a Saturday, possibly? Here's one for you. Are we going to have Monday golf at the Masters? There's definitely a possibility. Big update here. Jordan Speed puts it in the water on 13. He put it in the water on what? Put it in the water on 11. Yeah, on 11. Falling apart a little here? in the water in the last three holes. Jordan Speed. Bring it back to 2016. Are you choking in the first round, boy? Oh, he's having flashbacks. I don't know if you can call it. Can you call it a can choke? Can you call it a choke? When, and when you're four back of the lead, and in the first round, mm. is that if, if what was happening right now was happening on Sunday? It's definitely a choke, even if you three back. Right, because you're okay. still in oh, contention. Yeah. We're on Thursday. We're Long jumping the gun go. here. Long way to go. Long way to go. So let's let's talk it through. So we put up a post earlier. On who our picks will be for the Masters winner. Yeah. So you got Morikawa. What's Morikawa at now? Is he still at two under? He, he fell back. back. He's at one, one under through fourteen. Oh. He's got a good stretch here. Fifteen and sixteen are birdie. You know they're birdie holes. Sixteen is definitely a birdie hole today. It's playing yeah. only one hundred and fifty something yards. That yeah. pins on the front. You can use the right side of the green to to trickle down towards the hole. And if you or, get off the tee box on fifteen. Yep. You can, you, you can get there in two. If you don't go too far left and the trees aren't in the way, you can get there in two. Yeah. And if, even if you got a layup, it still should be a birdie hole. Should be, yeah, 100%. So if we can get to three, but yeah, you want me to tell you what's hurt him? You want me tell you what's hurting real bad right now on this back nine? What did he do on 13? He bogeyed it. Mm. Kepka bogeyed it. You already 13. knew. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, though. It, it, Kepka obviously bounced back, still seven under, tied for leading the clubhouse, but it's really tough to, to bogey those par fives. Yeah. That hurts. Definitely. But, yeah, Kepka birdied three of the last four. He birdied he 15, 16. No, no, no. He birdied 15, part 16, birdied 17, and birdied 18. So, yeah. Morikawa can go three of the last four, get him to four under. Quick yeah. update. Still feeling He's back to off. two. He just birdied 15. Ooh. So, there you go. We'll There's one. Right we, just, we, just, we just talked about it. He got it at 15. If he can get it at 16, we can get in the clubhouse at three under. Hey, we're there. Three. I think three under is very obtainable. Four under, you're loving it. I'll tell you this. If if your pick is in the clubhouse at seven under tied for the lead, and my pick's in the clubhouse at three or four under, hey, where? Hey, you know. There's something kind of a field. Let's carry where you want to be. A field of, uh, what, 120 golfers here? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's really like 20, 30 guys that probably are actually in contention to win this thing. Yeah. So, But still. I bet there's more than that. Kepka was at plus 3,000 odds to win it. What was uh, what was more college? He was plus 2,800. On the same, plus 2,800. So the favorite was Scotty, plus 550. Roy yeah. was like plus 700. 700. Ron was 900. Yep. And then everyone yep. after that, I think Spieth was they the next closest. They dropped off to like 1,800. Plus 1,500 yeah, or something 15, like that. Yeah, 15, that's right. Yeah. Then you had, a, you had a group at 18. 
You had a group at 2200 and then went back to 25 and 2800. So we're not we're not going to uh we're not going to have another pod until after Augusta's done. So So it'll be really great when we tune back in, get a new podcast and tell you how much money we made by predicting the winners oh, correctly. It would be amazing if Kepka won. Amazing. It'd be amazing. I'd love it. We'd be I we'd, mean, really, we'd be very happy. I mean, you'd be happy, I'd be happy. We'd all be happy. We'd all be happy. You'd be happy for us. Definitely. We might I mean, get back. Get back to the community. We might, we might have to. Maybe. We might have to Probably do an upcoming not. giveaway. Giveaway? We can we, do that. Well, maybe not a giveaway, but like, uh, I don't want, you know what? I'm going to say something here. Uh-oh. We've, We've done giveaways. We have. We've, We've done, done competitions. competitions. I hate the giveaways. Competitions are more fun. They're way more fun. And especially, I love that we threw ourselves in it this last time. Didn't compete the way we wanted to. But hey, we'll go back. We'll, we'll, we'll look at what happened. We'll reevaluate and we'll execute moving forward. I can tell you something we need to do right now. Let's hear, let's hear it. We're in this little pool that we're joining someone else's. Right. We need to start our own. We can start our own. Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Golf. Sub Zero. Sports Challenge. We can get to see if there's only ways to do it with golf, if there's ways to do it with other sports. I like it. People Venmo us money. People get money. I like the way they're pools. We won't take any money out. We might get our own free entry or something since it's ours. Or. We do get the money because obviously we'll win most of them. We, we probably will. We probably will. Yeah. I mean, you guys are welcome to enter and try. So let us know what you think about that. Do, does, do y'all want Sub-Zero to start their own little pool? So like me and Austin are in a master's pool right now where we choose our own team. And there's a lot of teams. I think there's 349 teams. Yeah. So this is a $7,000 pot. And there's payouts for certain things. There's payouts for who has the best score at the end of the first day, who has the best at the second day, third day, fourth day, who has the worst score gets a payout. So we can change everything up on how that works, but let us know what y'all think about that. I think that's something we can maybe do for the next majors coming up. Did you say who has the worst score gets a payout? Yep. I wish I'd have known about that. Because I'd have been out there drafting Sandy Lyle, dude. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, but that's literally only one spot for that. There's thing. But there's dude, I could have nailed this, dude. Could, you, could I have chosen from the amateurs? I don't know if the amateurs were on there. Because there's like five amateurs at the bottom right now. I think I think we'll start that up, though. Well, Spieth's got himself a little six-footer for bogey here on 13. He missed it. He missed a double. Jordan Spieth with a double bogey on a par five. Oh, Drops wow. the one under. He is three over. He just on a fired his seven. That's more like what I do. He was four under after the front nine. He is back to one under through 13 wow. holes. Hey, Jordan Spieth. Hey, this is big for him, though, because coming through, like, there's birdie holes coming up for him. There's some birdie holes. So, so let's see what he does because it's, it's crucial. 13 so, was one of those birdie it holes. It was. It was. And that, you got to, hey, like we always talk about, you got to put that in the rear view. No doubt. So let's Keep see what he does. Pressure. But I like that. I think we should start a little, uh, a little pool for Sub-Zero and uh, – Get our crowd involved with it. I'm loving it. So uh, maybe we'll start that for the, I guess the PGA will be next. Yeah. And we could even it. do it for other big tournaments. Like a Wells Fargo is a pretty big tournament. Or the players, I know, has already came and gone. And right. And uh, could have yeah. done it for that one. So that's something we'll look into. Hey, we Let got, us know what we got other majors to be played, too, though. No doubt. You can do it for the Tour Championship. You can yeah. do it for a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Thursday's, Thursday's kind of already wrapped up. We kind of see who's in the lead here. Yeah. So bad weather Friday, bad weather Saturday. Who's going to win this thing? Are we rolling with our picks here? Obviously, I'm looking I mean, pretty really, good. I mean, really, if we're talking live, it's kind of silly for me to roll with my pick almost. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're sitting at uh, I mean, he definitely right still has a chance, but it's like, well, why wouldn't you not pick a guy that's seven under? You know what I'm saying? Look, we're obviously rolling with our picks that we made before everything started. But if I like, who do I like? Who do you like? The way everyone's played today. After what you've seen. I'm rolling with mine. I really like Brooks. 
you you love, you, you gotta, gotta love Brooks. You but I'll tell LeBron. you, another guy who's just a couple back. Cameron Young. Cameron Young. He played really well, and I think he left some out there today. A little meat on the bone. I'll tell you right now, if you like gambling at all, look at their odds. This is my, oh, yeah. this is my top three golfers I go with right now. Rom, you're probably not going to get a good enough payout. Like, if you want to go with Rom, so say you have $100 to work with here. $100 to work with here. I'm, right. I'm going to put 50 on Rom. Okay. I'm going to put uh, 30 on Kepka. And give okay. me 20, sprinkle it on Xander. Okay. Xander's at four okay. over right now. He's four under. That's what I meant. Four under. Yeah, I'm okay there. He's three back. Xander's a very good golfer. Very, good, very golfer. good golfer. And this course just sets up well for him. And he's consistent. Here, heard it here first. You might have heard it other places. Xander will win a green jacket before he retires. Okay. No doubt. Uh, I like that. No doubt. I like that. Yeah, if you want to sprinkle through there, someone who started out as the favorite. He's four back right now. Guess who's got more birdie holes coming up before they finish today, too? Scotty Scheffler. Can't count him out. He's three under through 14. So guess what he's about to do? He got a birdie at 13. He parred 14. He's got 15 and 16 coming up as well, birdie holes, and then 17 and 18. So don't be surprised if you see Scotty Scheffler end up at five under in the clubhouse. And that's a person you do not want to get hot. No. Because he'll run away with shot here on 15. Just send it over the green. That needs to sit down. It might go in the water. That's got to sit. That's got to sit. Oh, Scotty just went in a tough position here. He flew the green on But that was only after his second shot. A second shot, so he could still get up and down for birdie. Yeah. But that's not the easiest up and down. It's not. And that's, you know, that's a lot in front of him before he gets to the green there. So we'll see what happens. So let's see. Let's see right here. So with what I said. So you have $100. If you put 50 on Rom, right now he's at plus 300. Okay. That one's 150. Yep. Uh, if you do 30 on Kepka, he's at plus 650. So that'd be like 200 bucks, 190, 195. Okay. So, and then uh, Xander, if you throw 20 on him, that would be a win, good one. That would win uh, 400 bucks. Wow. He's at plus 2,000. Wow. Imagine, I imagine what was he? What was he pre-tournament? Do we, can we get that somewhere? I might have a. I might have. That. I, I think I have a screenshot. Do because, you have a screenshot? Yeah, I got it right here. Xander Shoffley was, listen to this. Xander Shoffley, I got him at this. plus $2,200. $2,500 on mine. Yeah. And he's still plus 2000 And he's only, three, firing only, 68. only three back. That's not a bad bet. That's not a bad I bet at all. I sprinkle some on that. That's not a bad bet at all. Very good bet. What what, what can we get Victor Hovland, the leader in the club? That's tied for the lead. Right. What's he at live? Caesars has Hovland at plus 900, tied for the lead right now. Wow. There's three guys tied for the lead. You got Rom, Kepka, Hovland. Rom's plus three hundred, Kepka's plus six fifty, Hovland's plus nine hundred. So the sports, wow. the bookies, they don't like him. Are not respecting Hovland right now. They don't like him. And they I didn't will say, have a bogey all day. I will say, he was hot on the front nine, and he limped a little bit. But he there, found there was a way to. He par. found a way, but he found a way to par. But that ain't gonna be good enough. And he found a way over the rest of the in the pouring rain. All right, so give me your winner. Give me score right now, Sunday. Da 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 da. It, 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 I'm gonna say two things. Yeah. One, I would say Brooks Kepka at fourteen under. Okay. But you gonna roll with Morikawa? You're gonna say Brooks Kepka. I'm gonna say Brooks because I actually picked him. So I don't want to say Brooks, but I I will say you'd be happy if Brooks won one. I'll be happy, Minus and I feel the best about him right now. But I like to be a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
I'm going to go with more color. I'm going to stick with my guy. Oh, let's see the live odds with him. Give me the live odds. Plus 2,500. Really? Yep. Okay. Let's see if we can get an update here. He should be through 16 on that par 3. The last, I told you he was going birdie birdie. The last and he time. went birdie birdie. He's back to 300. He birdied 16? He birdied 16. Let's go. Come on. Last I'm sticking time, with my man. Last time Brooks was tied, either had the lead or had the co-lead after any round of a major. After the first round was the 2019 PGA Championship. And he won? He won. There you go. Come on now. History repeat itself. There you go. Come on. Don't, Don't let him get a lead. You know so, what they say. Don't, Don't let go. him get hot. I think 12 under might be a little low. It's just hard to tell with how the weather's going to be tomorrow. You have no idea. Uh, you really have no idea. Yeah. I, like you, four, I, I could like see a things. scenario where 70 is the best score out there tomorrow. Yeah. Let me, let me, uh, but Sunday should look good. No, I don't know. What's the weather looking like on Sunday it's right now? It's not great. It's not great. As of right now, so look at this. Check out Sunday. Looks about like Saturday. Ooh, oh, 47 degrees? And it's a high, it's a 90% chance of rain. Oh, my gosh. That's, right. on, that's on Saturday. We might be playing Augusta on Monday. Yeah. Sunday, so, Sunday's, uh, it's, it's sunny. It's 47 degrees as a high. No, that's Saturday. That's, no, I thought that said Sunday. Are you sure? No, look at look at it again. Sunday is sunny, but a high of 61. Oh, okay. Still, 61, was, though, is not. I was reading today as Friday. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Yeah, no, I mean, sunny, so maybe it'll dry out a little bit, but, hey, it looks like an absolute washout for the next couple days. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if they're going to be able to play. Uh, Saturday is going to be give me uh, you know, pretty hefty. Give me Brooksy to win it at 14 under. I like 14. I think, say, yeah. there's a 200 tomorrow, a 200 the next day, and then Sunday slash Monday should you be fire pretty up, good. Yeah, like a four or five. This is the number if they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If it gets to Monday at all, it could go lower. It could go lower, maybe 16. But if it gets to Monday, that means uh, it was real bad weather, and they might have been playing in a little bit before rain. You know, there's just no way to know. So We're talking, talking about so many scenarios here. There's no way to tell. Picks, yeah. picks are looking pretty good, though. So I got Brooks I like at seven. He's got Colin at minus three right now, and he's yeah. still got 17 and 18 to play. Yeah. But we'll be back. We'll let you know what happens with Augusta. I'm sure you'll be watching it, but we'll see how our predictions uh, turn out to be. So uh, let's let's move it on. Let's do it. we got a big fight card Saturday night. 100%. It's going to be a lot of fun. Israel Adesanya. The it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pumped for this Alex card. Pereira. Pereira. And... What do they call him? What's his name? What's his little nickname again? Poetan or something? Yeah, what does that mean? Isn't like it almost feels like a bad word. It's probably like tribal warrior or something. Or he is kind of a warrior. He's literally like you hear what Rogan said about him? tribes. You hear what Rogan said about him? Probably something crazy. He said basically like, this guy is like his genetic... His ancestors. Yeah, his genetic like structure and ancestors people. are like... Yeah, like the definition of a warrior. Yeah. Is like his heritage. I wonder if it means warrior. I bet it does. Let's look it up. Uh, but yeah, we got uh, Pereira versus Izzy again. Izzy's never been an underdog in his UFC career. In the Still isn't. But yeah, he's thinking he's the favorite at minus 140. Jason Day just rolled in the putt on 18 for a par. That was a good putt. That was like a 10 footer. So he's at 500 in the clubhouse? Sorry, guys. This has been a little different podcast because we're kind of watching something live. It's fun, though. Commentate. I do like it a lot. We should do this more often. It'd be cool if we found a way to add some sort of audio or something. Oh, yeah. We should. We're not uh, that fancy, though. Poetan means stone hand. Oh, my God. Not what I oh, thought. Oh, my God. Scotty. Oh! You about hold that? 
For the eagle, right? That would have been for eagle. What a chip. Well, there's the birdie. Anyway, Poetan means stone hand. He's definitely got stone hands. Uh, I guess that's where it comes. Okay, I don't know. I don't like it. I'm going to just keep telling people it means warrior. <laughs> you don't speak Portuguese. Yeah, I know what it means. we got uh, Game Bread fighting in his hometown, Miami. The King of Miami versus Gilbert Burns. Oh, they're not in his favor. What's this? Dorino or something? What yeah, Dorino. That means the bull, right? Does it? Yeah, I think so. And he lives in South Florida, doesn't he? Don't know. I think he does. I'll tell you this. There are five... Mm, there's six fights that I really like on this card. Let's run through them, top to bottom. All right. You tell me a winner. All right. Uh, let's start with, uh, we'll go to the first prelim, or the last prelim, I should say, and then into the main card. We got Chris Curtis, uh, plus 105, fighting for his 40th professional fight Dang. versus Kelvin Gastelum at 17 and 8, minus 125. Almost a pick a little bit towards Gastelum. I feel like I haven't seen Gatlin. When's the last time Gaslin fought? The last time Gaslin fought was 2021. He's had a rough little stretch. He's lost four out of five. Taking a break, though. And if you look at the competition, it's pretty impressive. So, lost four out of five. The top. Yeah, for sure. He's lost four out of five. If we run back those four out of five, most recent was a decision to Cannoneer. Before that was a decision to Whitaker. Then he won a decision against Heinzik. Don't know who that is. Then he lost a submission in the first round to Hermanson. And then a split decision to Darren Till. Three decisions, a submission against top ten guys. It's a tough one for me personally because Homer just made it equal put. Uh, Gastelum, I haven't really watched fighting. I got into fighting when we started the podcast in 2020. Right. And what he only fought once since then, and I just didn't watch that fight. Yep. Uh, I've seen Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis. Is a banger. He has, he's a dog. He has fun fights. He's a dog. Uh, and I'll tell you this. I like. I probably like Curtis. I'm. I've know more about Curtis because I've seen him fight more. And Gaslam hasn't fought in two years. So is there any rust there? I'm gonna probably. tell you two things. One, have you seen uh, the fight between Gaslam and Adesanya? Yeah. It's for the. Uh, yeah, that's where Adesanya goes. I'm prepared to die. Yeah, for the interim belt. Yeah. Yeah. You watched that fight? I haven't seen it. Like. All 25 minutes, but I've seen you highlights. Should, you should watch all 25 minutes. I mean, it will give you a newfound respect. I, I found Kelvin Gastelum. He was on the Ultimate Fighter season when John Jones fought uh, Chael Sonnen. A long time ago now. And Kelvin Gastelum won the season. Yeah. You know who he beat? This is tough if you don't know this. Whitaker. No. Uriah Hall. Really? Yeah, Uriah Hall. They fought in the championship. Uriah Hall ran through the whole season. I know you've seen the spinning back kick yeah. that he did yeah, in his dirty. first fight. Yeah, he ran through the whole season like that until the finale. And Kellen Gaston is just a dog. Does it, is he like a heavy wrestler? Or does he? No, he's going to stand there and bang. That's. I feel like that sets up well for Curtis. I think it sets up well for Gaston. Should be a fun fight. I'm going Kelvin Gaston by knockout in the second round. Ooh, uh, changed my mind. First round. All right, I like it. I mean, it's basically a pick em. Give me Curtis since you're going the other way. I like it. Main, main, main event. Main, main card. Let's say lock is that the fight ends in KO. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Either way. I don't know what the over-under is. We can get that maybe on those odds. But uh, I'll take the under if it's something decent. Yeah, one it's and one and a half. half. That's tough. Yeah, It's probably going to be one and a half. It probably is. But if you can somehow get it something else, then I like it. Anyway. Uh, main card. Raul Rosas Jr., 18 years old, undefeated. Is he still 18? He's still 18. Wow. Still in high school? I don't know. 
Probably. Can't understand a word he says. Yeah, he is tough to understand. He is minus 260 to be 8-1 and one Christian Rodriguez at plus 210. Don't know anything about Christian Rodriguez, do you? No, but I'll tell you this. Seems unlikely for a prospect like that. He seems like one. He's not a Bo Nickel, right? They're no. they're gonna they're gonna ease this kid in. He's seen he's eighteen. Yeah, for he sure. Don't have you know actual strength yet. He's still grown in himself. Hundred percent. So they're they're gonna they're gonna ease him in, right? He's he's a good up and coming prospect. He's more of like a grappler, isn't he? Yeah, he'll he'll he's probably gonna submit this guy. Yeah. And uh, what his odds are at win by submission? Minus one ten. Is it? I don't know. That seems a little high to guess the way of. Method of victory? I'm just telling you. I know, Nickel, I know Bo Nickel was, but that's Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel was more than that. He was like minus he was like 150. Minus 180. Yeah. To win by submission. I would say it's got to be plus 150. You think so? Got to be. We'll see if we can pull it up. But point being, I think they're easing him in. He's minus 260 for a reason. I feel pretty good about him getting this done inside of three rounds. Yeah. I think Roses won this, no doubt. Because you're not going to put him on the main card against someone. I mean – it's not, UFC's not like boxing, but it is in a way. Like they want those, they want to build the name, and it's Roses has already started building the name, but he needs to go on for a couple more fights. Yeah, he's fighting the main card, so people are going to be actually see him because they're going to pay to see him, and uh, I think he gets it done probably pretty quick. Probably, I'd probably take the under one and a half. Mm, yeah, I would say so. Only reason you're hesitant on that is because they're one thirty fivers. Yeah. But you so, uh, got to think he'd probably submit him pretty quick. What was his other fight? Did it get to the second round? Mm, I'm, no, I don't think so. I'm not positive, though. Let me see. I'm not positive on that one. I'll look up it doesn't that. Have, look it, doesn't, it doesn't have that on here. Let's go so there. You can find it on Caesars. Yeah, look on DraftKings. Uh, let's see. UFC, we got Raul Rosas Jr. His last fight. It was a submission win in the first round. Okay. On Dana White's contender series, it went to a decision. He's only he's seven and zero. Right. He's only had um, his second fight in the UFC, right? Uh, if you don't include contender series, yes. Okay. Uh, five of his seven wins are by submission. He's plus one sixty five to win by submission. I'd probably take that. I probably would too. I think that's a good bet. Yeah. That's my lock. Give me a Roses Jr. to win. Can you? Could you parlay? You got got to be able to parlay a submission method of victory and Roses Jr. winning. I don't know because those are almost the same. I don't know if they let you do that. They might not let you. Do that. I'm gonna say X. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. All right, well, we're on the same page on that one. Four more to go. Kevin Holland, Ponzinibbio, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Give me Holland. He's been on a losing streak. Give me. He's been. He's lost to Thompson and uh, Hamzat, and yeah. he probably could have easily. Which was beat, totally unfair. Probably could have easily beat Wonder Boy if he just took him to the ground. But Holland's a freaking savage and said, "No, nah, I'm not going to take you to the ground. I'll, I'll box with you." And uh, Wonder Boy's 15-0 in kickboxing, so wasn't the best idea. But you got to at least respect Holland for doing it. Yep. And uh, he lost that fight, so I think Holland's going to get back on track here. You don't want to have three L's in a row. I know he's a big name, but he's going to start losing that name if he keeps losing. So, give me Holland win this. That's that's a lot. What's the odds 100%. on that? He, he's minus 260. Yeah. So, the exact same odds as Raul Rosas Jr. Yeah. Give me Holland. Ponzinibbio is plus 210. Kevin Holland um, 
How's his hand? He just fought in December and he broke it. Yeah, I think he's okay though. His hand's good? I mean, he's he's good to go. Um, here's here's this for you. Guess what they have listed as Kevin Holland's fighting style. You won't get it. Karate. Cl- very close. Oh man, I know, I know it. I know it. Taekwondo. No, 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 no. Oh, it's some sort of karate, isn't it? It is. Gosh, as soon as you say it, I'm gonna know it. Yeah, you are. You're on it. I mean, you're all around it. Oh, it's uh. Oh man, I'm. I'm... Mm. Don't tell me. It's so close. Like, I don't want to tell you because you're right on it. I, I know it. Like I just can't think of the name. Ooh. It's like mm. it's like a, a weird. It's like a common phrase or something. Isn't it, it is. It is. Oh man, <laughs> I've never seen someone be so on something without having it. Oh man, I almost don't want to give this to you. Dude, we'll come, we'll come back to it. Let's see if it comes. Let's just. I, I, like I know what it is. I just okay. can't think of it. Oh, I like I've said I, what it I, is I can there. tell by what you're saying. You know what it is. I know it's karate and it's a common phrase. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I just can't think. You're all over it. Let's, let's just jump to something we'll else. Just, we'll just say I'm right. Let's we'll just bounce it right. around. Let's bounce it around. <laughs> Match number three, Rob Font, Adrian Giannis. Fights. That's all I'm thinking about. Oh, wow. That's, That's tough. No, we'll, we'll get there. Rob Font, Adrian Yanez. Rob Font is plus 160. Adrian Yanez, minus 190. This line surprised me. Me too. Uh, Rob Font, who, so what, he lost to Cheeto last? He's a savage, that dude. Fight? Yeah, it's, yeah, he's lost back to back. He lost to... What's he, who's, who's he lost to? Jose. He lost to Cheeto, then Aldo. And then Then he was on three. He was three fight one streak before that at least. I lost to Holloway before that. Did he ever fight Holloway? No. No, because Holloway would have been champ then. He never got yeah. a title shot. Uh, he beat Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes, Ricky uh, Simone, and Sergio Pettis on a four-fight streak. Then lost to Aldo, then lost to Cheeto. I'm not getting this. Why did I even say Holloway? Holloway is 145er. Right. He is. Regardless. I'm not understanding these odds. Uh, who who is Giannis' best win? He's very good. He's very good. If this is a... I probably like the value for Font. Giannis is very good, but he hasn't faced anyone good yet. Yeah. He's pieced everyone up, but this is his real big first test. Now, he might win this fight, but I probably like the value in Font. Uh, I, I think Giannis is going to win. I think it's more of like a minus. I'd probably say it's a pick em. I would think it's a pick em. I would maybe lean Giannis, maybe like a minus 125 to yeah. 135. Range. I'm not betting this. I like the value in font. I think if you want to bet it, I think the value's in font. I'm staying away from it. I agree, really. It, I would not be surprised if font wins this and kind of tells people like, hey, I'm still a top fiver at 135. You know, like, it's like, I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh, if you made me pick, I'm probably going Giannis, and I'm probably going decision. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. Font was getting cracked by Cheetah. He was, and he he stayed in there for five Giannis's rounds. His hands are good, dude. They're great. If Cheeto couldn't put you away with his power in five rounds, and he dropped you five times, yeah. I'm going decision here. I like Giannis, though. You know what? Let's just go. I think Rob Font's a dog. Give me split decision, Giannis. Okay. I think uh, he's that good. How's Font's mind, though, after back-to-back losses? That's true. And he's That's 35. the only thing I don't like about it. Uh... I think Giannis is hungry. I think he's ready for it. Give me Giannis. I think he's going to piece him up. Give me a uh, knockout. Okay. In the second round. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just... I like the value of Fonzo. One decision. 
co-main event of Game Brand Masvidal. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. It's kind of like I think the, I think he'd appreciate it. It's like the single A version. Uh, yeah, for you sure. <laughs> I think I think he's okay with it. Bruce would like it. You know. We we should do our best impressions. You what think you, you think you could do it? it's time? No, dude. I don't have the voice for that. I don't that guy makes millions for a reason. <laughs> there's there's no no one's got a voice like that. Uh, what's Gilbert? What's Gilbert? Is he he is a minus, minus three. Take a guess. Take a guess. Let me get. Uh, let me get no, no, no. Yeah, uh, Gilbert's minus five twenty. Uh, Jorge's plus three seventy five. Pretty close. Gilbert Burns minus four seventy five. Right. Jorge Masvidal plus three fifty. Okay, that's pretty close. And I'll tell you what, I'm going with game bread. And I feel pretty good about this. I don't know why the odds are so lopsided. I don't think Burns is just going to come in and wrestle him. And I think after the Usman fights, I wouldn't be surprised if Masvidal defends it well. And if this stays on the feet. I like Masvidal to knock him out. It stays on the feet, no doubt. I mean, Masvidal's only been knocked out once, but it was with Usman. Yeah. And, I, and he was so... kind of think he didn't respect the hands. He didn't respect the hands. He was so worried about the takedowns and the dang foot stomps from their first fight. And I don't think you're going to worry about that as much with Gilbert. Gilbert's very good on the ground. I think Gilbert wins his fight by submission. Uh, I think... I think if it goes to the decision, Game Bread's got a pretty good chance. Mm, I disagree. Unless, I think I mean, if it goes to decision, just he loses. A lot. Yeah, because I think that's what will happen if he goes to decision. I think if I think if this stays on the feet, it doesn't go three rounds. I'm Someone's going out. I'm definitely cheering for Maswell. This is a very tough fight. Is there added pressure for it being in Miami? Never fought in a UFC event there because it's been, what, 20 years since they've been to Miami? So That's not th- true. Does that help? This is the first time they've been back to Miami in 20 years. I saw that somewhere. I don't think that's true. Or, no, they've been fighting in Jacksonville. Yeah, they've been in Florida. But the first time in Miami like since 2003. Okay. So is there added pressure? Does that help Masvidal? Or does it hurt him? He seems like the kind of guy where he's going to love it. I agree. Uh, I'm definitely cheering for Masvidal. Gilbert's definitely the favorite for a reason. Give me the upset. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm Give me game bread. Knock I, him out. What do you think about the odds? I mean, I I think it's a little much. Yeah, I, I think it should be more of like a probably a minus two sixty or like a Kevin Holland and game yeah. bread at plus two hundred. I think that's a little more I, respectable. I, I, I think I it's a little disrespectful to, to Masvidal. But yeah. when's the last time he's won? Yeah, for sure. It was Nate Diaz, right? I mean, he's uh he's lost his last three fights. He's lost to Usman twice and Covington. But those are heavy those wrestlers. Are probably the number one and two. Best contenders at 170. Yeah. So, give me game, bro. I think the value's there because of the three losses, coming off the three losses. Yeah. And uh, game, bro, a very good fighter. I mean, if this stays on the feet, he has a very good chance. But Burns is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Be careful. He can right. submit you very quick. Yeah, I don't know. It's just some – and really, is it a smart pick eh, for the value? Yeah, maybe so. But to me – I just, I don't know. I, I like the matchup for Jorge. I like his ability to probably defend some takedowns in this fight. I know Burns is very strong. That would be the only reason, in my opinion, he can get him down just because of pure strength. But I'm going Jorge, and I'm going by knockout. Let's do it. What's the odds on that? Oh, I don't know. That's a good one, probably. Let's pull it up right here. As he's what? So he's plus, what do you say? He's plus 355 to win. So yeah. knockout's got to be plus five, six hundred. Plus six hundred. Yeah. Going by KO, TKO, or DQ. 
I like it. Yeah. Main the event. favorite out of all that is Gilbert Burns by decision out of every method for both guys at plus 165. Gilbert by submission second? Yep, at plus 225. What did you say it was by decision? Uh, plus 165. Gotcha. And then for submission, 225 by knockout, plus 275 for Burns. Then the three for... What is Masvidal by submission? Plus 2,800. <laughs> I was like, I bet that's high. Yeah, that is not happening. Main event. We got Izzy Pereira for the fourth time, second in the UFC. This is Izzy's last stand. Basically. This is it. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If he loses and Pereira doesn't move up, Izzy should leave the UFC. He's not going to get another title shot. Not anytime soon. To me, to me, we just had a merger. Go be in the WWE. I mean, I mean, and don't. I'm, I'm not crapping on Izzy. I'm really not. I'm talking about best business decision for this man's future because he's obviously one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. Yep. But if this guy's got your number like that, and he decides to stay at 185, which I don't think he will, I think this man can be a champ at 205. I can tell you one thing. He's not gonna have to worry about it. Is he gonna win? I think he's about to piece him up. He might, maybe. I think I think this is gonna be a massacre. Really? Yeah. I think. What has happened between these two ever to make you think this will be a massacre? For uh, either man. Izzy was winning the first fight, almost knocked him out in the first, so and then he gets caught. He up punched in. him after the bell. I don't. I don't think he. Yeah. Yeah, but he was already throwing the punch. It wasn't. Yeah, it was not. So, it wasn't a legal shot. I don't think it was illegal, but yeah. it was very close. Yeah, it was. But when you're, he was already throwing the punch, and then the bell halfway through, and he got caught. Yeah. But, but he caught him before that. He did. He almost put him out with that one. He did. Uh, I think Izzy finishes in the third round. I think. I think this. I think Izzy finishes him. You know, I, I kind of think Izzy wins this one too. Oh man, I'm gonna say by decision. I I get him out of there. Pereira, he's dangerous, dude. He's he, super dangerous. I mean, we he just saw, saw it in the last fight. Round. He saw it in the last fight. If you don't get him out of there, he has a chance at any moment. I Here's think, my thing. I think Izzy's going to come out aggressive. We haven't seen him aggressive in a while because he's been champ, and he's a lot of been having a lot of decisions. I don't know. He was people. pretty aggressive last fight. I mean, yeah, but it was, he pushed it's, the it's pace. A matchup. He landed takedowns. It's he a matchup. Was, he was hit landing. But strikes. I think he's going to come out more aggressive. He's going to be careful. He's going to feel him out for a little bit. But I think Izzy's going to like. I think he's going to be a little more aggressive than we've seen him in the past. Okay. Yeah. I'm calling. I, I could see that. I'm calling a knockout, not a TKO. Knockout. You're gonna slump him. Knockout. Okay. Third round. I think Izzy's gonna win too. Would I be surprised if he got knocked out? No. Can you look up odds for knockout in the third round, Izzy? Yes, you can. What is it? Let's see here. That's got to be high because you're picking the round as well. Like plus twenty one hundred. Uh, if I can ever find the dadgum button to click on. Come on! Yes, you can do it. Fight props. Dude, you can bet on all kinds of crazy stuff. It's actually wild. You can bet on a first-minute finish. What? You can. All right, here we go. Oh, you can actually bet on the actual minute that it's going to happen, too. What? Yeah. Mm, that's not showing me that. That's yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, it's not. You can get future, too. Oh, here we go. Round props. Sorry, here we go. Israel Adesanya to win in, what'd you say? Third round. Plus 1,400. Yeah. I'm staying away. Yeah, it's not great. It feels probably 2,000 or more. Good, not great. One of those types of things, you know? 
Yeah, I like Izzy though. I think I think it could go either way. I really do. It's a pick 'em. It's a pick 'em. Um, Izzy looked better for probably four and a half rounds. No, he didn't. He he lost whatever round. What did he lose round two? Second. Yeah, probably second, second round. Um, but he probably looked better for. He was beating him in the fifth round. Eighteen until he got to ni- eighteen to twenty minutes. He looked better. Yeah, I'd say. Um, and he's done that in the, in the kickboxing fights. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta be honest. I, I know he was a. He, he. I don't care what he says. He's scared of the power. You don't. You don't beat Israel Adesanya and never take down anyone in your life and try and take him down three times in one fight if you're not scared of the power. Oh, no doubt. He definitely respects it. But I almost feel like it drained him a little bit because once Pereira got up and was like, "All right, screw that wrestling crap," you know, like, I gotta go. Then he just went for him. Izzy was kind of on the run. I think another big thing was uh, the leg kicks in the first round. Yeah, it, it, really, it, it hit a nerve. It really messed up his uh, mobility it for did. the rest of the fight. It did. And he talked about that. He did. And who's to say that won't be there again? It might. If I'm Pereira, I'm kicking him in the same spot. Yep. Exact same spot. Because it's a nerve, you know? Mm-hmm. If you hit it again, you're going to do the same thing. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, man, I almost want to go Pereira again. I thought Pereira was going to win the last fight. Didn't think it was going to be like that. No. But I knew he had a really good chance to win. He's still got a really good chance to win. I'm gonna pick Izzy though. I think Izzy's just. I think Izzy's the better fighter. Pereira's got more power. And Izzy's probably the smart pick. And we haven't talked about it. He hasn't missed weight ever before. But this ginormous man cutting to 185 is a big deal. He could easily miss weight. He could easily miss weight. He was cutting weight two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's an issue. And, and he was cutting weight an hour before he weighed in for the last fight. Yeah. And Glover said like. I think Pereira is going to be a heavyweight at some point. Which is unbelievable. Bro's fighting at 185. Imagine, imagine, but you know what would be perfect? I don't know why we're talking about jumping heavyweight. Put the man at 205. Versus Yuri? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. Or Jamal right now, but. Yeah. That's, but whoever that? wins that. That's going to be a fun fight when that comes but, up. Regardless, uh, yeah, I like it. It's a great card. I'm going to go Izzy. I like it. Well, that's one for the book. Sorry if it was a little. Maybe uh, the flow was a little off. Like I said, we were watching the Masters during this. But we liked it. We had a good time. Hope y'all enjoyed it. But we love y'all. Give us a follow on our socials at Sub-Zero Sports. Congratulations to the Tournament Bracket Challenge winner, uh, Rakij, whatever your name is. Rakij. Uh, give us a listen. Give us a uh, wherever you're from. Tell your friends about us, bud. But uh, enjoy your 100 bucks for beating us. Uh, congrats on beating uh, picking UConn. But like I said, give us a follow on our social Sub-Zero Sports. We'll be back at you next week with who wins Augusta and what happens with this card, UFC 287, this Saturday night in Miami. We love y'all. Finish it up for us, brother. Go for our Instagram. Shoot us a DM. Tell us what you think about maybe doing the future pulls for the golf, maybe uh, future parlays or something for UFC. You know, we'd love to sprinkle in some some, uh, fan bets. So, We'll do something like that maybe in the future, but just give us a shout. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Let us know what you think about the pools. Sub-Zero Sports, we out.